Hello, welcome to Blazepot. It is Thursday, the 18th of August. My name's Ben. On the line is Andrew. How about them blades, mate? Good. Very, very, very good um, night last night, I felt. Mm. Enjoyed it. That's, that's, uh, you know, the last two games, obviously, I didn't see the Millwall, go- the Millwall game, but the last two games, I've, I've really enjoyed the actual spectacle of the games, I think. And uh, yeah, yeah. This, this is suddenly become a very good start to the season I think I reckon if we if we win our next game it's about as good as you could possibly hope I think like realistically I, I read today it's the best start for seven years so so what's that's going back to what who, who was that I think that was Nigel Atkins so funnily enough I think because I think we won three out of four I think under Atkins we obviously got Hammond at Gillingham and then I think we won the next three. We had a couple of good results, didn't we? We would beat, I think, Donny at home, and I think we beat. Pe- I remember beating Peterborough away and thinking, oh, we're on his way. Connor Salmon and was then, on fire at that point, I think. Yeah, Connor Salmon got a couple of goals. And I, I've got a, I think we beat Swindon, but we, I, anyway, I think that were about it. But yeah, let's not, let's just move on from we that. Did be, we did beat Swindon, seeing as we're talking about kids, we did beat Swindon. That was the Flying Geese thing, wasn't it? The yeah, 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 and the, the celebration, celebration yeah. yeah. Anyway, that was funny for a moment, wasn't it? <laughs> Connor Salmon popping up in the first 60 seconds or so of this podcast. Didn't expect that. How anyway, we've grown. <laughs> say again. How we've grown. How we've grown. <laughs> a 2-1 win for the Blades over Sunderland. Um, I was very, very much enjoyed heading back to Bramall Lane for the first time this season. Great to uh, you know bump into some familiar faces in the pub as always and mm. just get back in the ground as well. And um, yeah, as I said, an entertaining game, I think. I didn't ever really feel in any particular danger here. I sort of yeah. feel afterwards, I was like, don't let anyone tell you that that was anything other than a stroll, because it was kind of a stroll, particularly once Sunderland went down to 10 men. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think that should... I don't want to sort of rewrite like the way the game went on the basis of like they went down to 10 men as though that was like a flip of the coin. The reason they went down to 10 men is they committed like a massively cynical foul to stop us having a I one-on-one. Hate, and I hate when this happens, when people say, well, if we weren't for the 10 men. So I saw someone found a vlog today going, if we weren't for the 10 men, if we hadn't gone down to 10 men after half an hour, we'd, we'd, have, we'd have probably got a point. But there's a reason. It wasn't like the referee just said, I'm just going to send one of you off at last. Yeah, it's you know flip I mean? a coin and somebody's going to have to lose a player. Yeah, that that's just that, that. You know, it's like saying if we hadn't conceded off a corner, you, you did. <laughs> so, but I, I have to say though, I, I, I was impressed with Sunderland for a newly promoted side. It's easy to think to think of them as Sunderland uh, in the in this in the sense that they should be a powerhouse in this league because they're they are the biggest club in the league, I think. But um, I, if you just take them as a newly promoted side, I, I did think they played well and fair play to them for leaving two strikers on with ten men. And it, I were real. We scored at a good time, obviously, because we scored straight straight after. But I did expect them to sort of go into the shell a little bit, and they didn't. And you know, we we definitely deserved the win. I I, I did the view from a few people saying, "Oh, we deserved a point." I listened to the second tier pod today, and they said someone deserved something. I just do don't. We had twenty two shots. They had four. I, I don't understand how you can even debate who deserved to win the game. Yeah, they didn't have a single shot inside the box either, and only. Only one shot after going down to ten men, which of course yeah. was the um, the goal, which was yeah, only... and that's how it felt to me. I felt we were completely yeah. in command. It was a bit obviously they got a free kick in, in injury time, and you think, oh, here we go, you know, anything can happen off a free kick. But we should have that realistically. I think four one would have been a, a realistic result. I think they did deserve a goal, Sunderland, for the way that they stuck it out and the, and the determination and stuff with ten men, obviously away at you know to be one of the favourites this season, mm. but. 
I do think that, for, but for some miraculous goalkeeping, it, it would have been 4-1. And I think that would have been a more reasonable score. Yeah, they were decent, you're right. They, they were actually, they were pretty much exactly what I thought they'd be, to be honest. Mm. I mean, um, yeah, you have to credit their attitude, I think, as in the way they approached the game in terms of, yeah, those uh, leaving the two strikers up. We did, yeah. I think we did a pretty good job on um, Sims and uh, Stewart, wasn't it? The At the strikers? same time, though, I was impressed with both of those. I can, mm. could certainly see how they've caused issues for other teams. Absolutely, yeah. No, they were very... Um, I mean, they were giving us problems, but obviously not really creating anything. They just do it. They were getting them up the pitch way more easily, like from defence to attack much more mm. easily than we were for about... I'd say the first twenty minutes, and then yeah, I keep saying people saying they, they. I've seen people say they dominated until the sending off. I don't think that happened at all. I, I'd say they shaded it until the sending off. Um, yeah. but they didn't create anything. We didn't create anything. I, I thought we. I listed four blades um, before we did this while we were at work, and I agree with Phil that I don't think the way we set up was very impressive in the sense that Berg was so deep, obviously, mm. because we put McAtee in. I just don't think it worked. No, I, I haven't listened to that yet. I was going to hold off uh, until we recorded this, but that is uh, literally the next point I've got written down. Um, yeah, Berger obviously started deeper because we started McAtee ahead of um, ahead of Fleck, mm. uh, and yeah, just I, I think Berger moved forward after about twenty minutes, like further forward, I should say, yeah. back to his sort of normal position, and I yeah. think that was the point where the balance started to tip a little. Yeah, bit. yeah, and then obviously the red card. Uh, completely swung the um the pendulum in our favor um yeah Brewster starting I was, yeah. I was glad to see that but I didn't think he had a very effective game at all although um, no other than the fact that I thought he'd scored the second goal yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'll get on to that shortly actually um yeah Berger moving forward just obviously he became much more involved as well um what do you think to McAteer slightly surprising uh choice to be chucked straight in there I thought yeah, I, I, I expected. I thought Doyle would come into this game. I think we obviously met you in the pub before. I think I said that. Um, I, I thought Doyle would play next to Norwood. So when McAtee came out, my first reaction was like, "Well, he's going to be playing central central midfield with Norwood." And then obviously thought about it and thinking, "Well, no, he's obviously going to push Berger back, which never works." Hmm. Norwood and Berger. So a bit. Mm. But I, I don't think it were a sparkling game for him. But I think at the same time, you can tell he's got loads of talent, and you can also tell that he needs to toughen up a lot as well, in the sense of he's. It just purely, he's get, he got barged about quite a lot and knocked off the ball and stuff, which is absolutely understandable for his first ever league game in professional football. Yeah, he. Um, <laughs> this is there was certainly a game that will toughen him up. Mm. <laughs> I'll say that I wonder, much. I, I did think afterwards. I wonder if that's why they picked him for this because they are going to be one of the more physical sides. I think Sunderland just the sheer size of them. You yeah, know, we talked about the two up front, obviously, but the, the guy who should have been sent off oh oh nine. Yeah, uh, in midfield, uh, you know, he, that was yeah, a bad he, one. He's, yeah, he's prone to these sort of tackles um, from when I've when I've seen him in the past, and I wonder if it was a sort of right. This is what you're going to be up against. Yeah, maybe. Um, I thought it was pretty peripheral until they went down to ten men, which is yeah. you know understandable that you grow into the game after that. I don't think it was bad, but yeah, didn't he just didn't get on the ball very much? I mean, I, I looked it up early in the first thirty minutes. He only touched it twelve times. Yeah, um, but he wasn't alone there. Our, our whole attack. So him and Jai only had twelve touches, and Brewster only nine touches. So there was a, the fewest of any outfield player on both sides at that point after half an hour. Um, but yeah, after the red card, I mean, he it's really smart pressing by him and yeah. Jai. I think. Yeah, you know, they see where. 
they see the opportunity to kind of yeah put some pressure on basically and I think Ajay's like actually gesturing to him like come on like basically step up the pitch and get onto the um onto the midfielder yeah. and uh yeah the guy uh Neil takes a poor touch McAtee robs him and then it's a it's a pretty clear grab round the waist and a, a red yeah. card isn't it um yeah I, th- I mean again that uh, someone vlogged today they said it wasn't a red card it was obviously I think everyone realistically knew that were a I think yeah. even the player himself Eggy like, was sat with looked straight over uh Alex Neil and said like he, he had no complaints you know he was just sort of just sort of head down like saying right let's make a sub or make a change or whatever, whatever they're going to do tactically and obviously we scored straight after which was a perfect time to score yeah. because you do wonder if we'd have gone a bit longer would they have sat in you know would they have gone more defensive mm. yeah I, I think this is right we had that free kick from from the foul obviously which i believe got headed out for a corner and then yeah. from that corner we score yeah. and uh yeah my first in-person sighting of uh, armad odzic Oh boy, <laughs> this is exciting! This yeah. guy, isn't he? I mean, you've obviously seen him already, but we—I yeah. think we've got one here. I think we've got a very good player who's going to be like worst case scenario. He's, he's going to be leaving United for a lot more than the three million we paid for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, credit to whoever—I don't know who's picked this player out. I don't know if he's Ekinbottom or Mitchell or even Van Winkle. Dare I say? <laughs> I'm not sure. Who sort of said, right, this guy is worth paying this money for. We we haven't got loads of money, as we know. We weren't going to push the boat out. But is it the only player we've actually signed for money in two seasons? Someone's convinced the board to do this. And, you know, fair play to him. Because so far, I know it's early days, but we've seen him in three games now. And he's been up there for the man of the match in, in all three of them. I think he's won man of the match in, like, two two out of three, right? Two, two games, yeah. I saw someone tweet saying, uh, there, and I'll... Uh, I'm not going to pronounce his name, so I'm Ahmed Hogsett. I'll get there one day. Yes, Ahmed Hogsett. Yeah, that'll, that'll do for me. Uh, has never played at Bramall Lane without winning Man of the Match. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, I mean, look, I, I mean, the, I'm sure the majority of people listening to this have obviously seen him play uh, with their own eyes already, but I mean, he just looks like, and I don't want to get too excited on the basis of just a couple of games, but he just looks like the next level of Chris Basham. Like he does, and I, I really hate saying that because it's almost like you're you sort of belittling Basham almost. But this, like you said, this is like the the more advanced Chris Basham so far that we've seen. In the sense that he is exactly what Chris Basham is in terms of the overlapping and the threat with the end product. Exactly that, yeah, with the execution on the end of it, um, and yeah, he gets his first goal with a I don't know. I guess probably they were still reorganising after the red card, but nobody particularly picks him up from this corner and he just powers it in. Uh, great header, keeper absolutely no chance, obviously. Um, and then, yeah, we get we get to half-time and make it 2-0. Uh, you know, within, I think, about 70 seconds of kick-off, something like that, and what a move this was. I know, we've, I know we're, you know, against 10 men, but you still got to play the football to open up a team. And, yeah, this was just sumptuous, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've watched the, the sort of longer highlight of the goal um, where it starts from whenever, you know, the, the, the move first started. Mm. And it, it reminds me a little bit of the goal we scored against West Brom, you know, uh, oh, Sharps. Yeah. When that were, and it was uh, similar to that, and it wasn't until after that I realised how good of a goal it was. At the time, because you saw caught up in the game, you, you're sort of feeling like, oh, yeah, it's good goal, good cross, brilliant, dummy. Everything that went before it and the movement and everything off the ball is stuff that I didn't see the first time around. And it, yeah, when it, I think 
Leandre, I think it was, of all people in commentary, said when it works, it, it just looks fantastic. And that was one of those occasions. Yeah, it was, it was great. I, I really, the way we came out at half time, uh, excuse me, after, in, to start the second half, and just right, like literally from the kickoff, we were just passing the ball through Sunderland. You know, like, yeah. Norwood just basically waited for a man to run into their half and was like, right now, we're just going to pass our way to the edge of your box, basically. Yeah. I, I thought it was a really good sort of. That made me optimistic that we were going to put this game to bed, to be honest. Um, yeah. And yeah, the goal was just delightful. Started by Ahmed Odzic. He plays it to Norwood, makes a, a run into the box. Lovely slide rule pass from Norwood. Berger steps over it. Ahmed Odzic squares it. And Rian Brewster tops it in <laughs> at the near post. Rian Brewster, baby. Gary Sinclair announces that it's Max Lowe. Myself, my dad, everybody around me was like, yeah, it wasn't Max Lowe. It was pretty clearly Rian Brewster. I, I, massive apology for, to Gary Sinclair, yeah, because I, I, I was the same as you, like Rian Brewster, everyone where we were sing, uh, sat singing, Rian Brewster, baby. <laughs> and he was a goal scorer. It took ages. He was the goal scorer. He's Max Lowe. I was like, get your eyes awash, Gary. Come on. <laughs> you know, you've been doing this long enough now. You should be now. Fair play. You got it spot on because I, I have no idea why so many people thought it were Rian Brewster, to be honest. Been, right, okay. So I, I, I'm conscious that, uh, of the sort of possible uh, accidental minor racism here of like, oh, look, it's two black players. They, I don't think it was that, though. No, it definitely wasn't. I mean, for starters, I don't actually have the best view of that because it's right, like, you know, you suddenly get to your feet and it's sort of bundled in at the near post. I don't have an amazing view of it. But also, what is Max Lowe doing in that position? <laughs> That is that, that's another thing. I think like if 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 Brewster had scored or Endai had scored and we thought it was Brewster, it makes a bit more sense because the the in that position I never even thought Max Lowe. No, I, I <laughs> was when, when Sinclair said it, I started looking around, I was like, Max Lowe's on the halfway line. Like it definitely wasn't Max Lowe. Like I think he was just gonna be back there somewhere. But um no, he he, he makes a, a brilliant run, uh, and obviously we'll talk about his overall game in a second, and uh, a nice finish as well. I was also, com- uh, I guess, put off by the fact that Brewster was doing like a elaborate handshake celebration immediately afterwards, which made me yeah. think like he's uh, he's definitely took that away. He was very much in the vicinity, but uh, most definitely Max Lowe's goal. Uh, his first goal for us, Lowe, and um, even even had he not scored, I think this was. Pretty comfortably his best performance for us. Yeah. Agree? Yeah, I agree. I think in the first half, he, he gave too much space, I felt, to uh, the Sunderland players, like their, their right wing-back uh, and the midfielder as well. I thought him and Norrington Davis didn't close down quickly enough and they, they got a few crosses in, which luckily didn't lead to anything. But even in that first half, I thought on the ball, he definitely gave gives us far more than the the latter day Stevens gives us and Norrington Davis, I think, in terms of an attacking sense based on that performance. Yeah. And uh yeah, I love I love seeing our wing backs get in the box and well, finish chances to be honest. You know, that's 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 kind of what we want teams to do uh, our team to do when we have three good central defenders. You know, we're not we're not a mess at the back uh, as we were like at this stage last season, for example. So uh yeah, good for him. Like I've been, you know, pretty critical of him obviously because he's been various degrees of awful for us the whole time he's played for us but um the last game and a half has been much better it wasn't amazing but as you said but um yeah it was a, it was a good performance from someone i didn't think could play to that level to be yeah honest. and this is the sort of thing this would have been his debut if this mm. were the first game of the season and obviously all the reviews he got at forest and this were his first game you'd be thinking yeah hang on yeah he's massively improved so I'm, you know, I'll take my hat off to him because he's to come back from 
two awful halves, halves of football in Watford and the first uh, first half against Middlesbrough to come back with that sort of performance. And as you said, I don't think you were the man of the match personally or anything like that, but I think you were a steady 7 out of 10. Yeah, and uh, maybe added a bit more value to him for when Forrest come back when they just <laughs> and they just can't resist buying yet another player. Before yeah, the we want 90 million based on Gibbs White today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want to have to talk about that, but it's there now. Um, so Lowe makes it 2-0, and then... This infuriated me. Talk about gifting them away back into the match. A side who, at this point, as I said, had not had a single shot since going down to ten men after about half an hour. Mm. Egan makes such a dumb pass. Like, if you if you watch this back, I mean, I knew it was dumb like before yeah. he played it, but you watch it again, and it's like, what was what was the best outcome that yeah. you could have got for like all that would have happened? Best case scenario is. Uh, I think it's Norwood he's aiming for. All that would have happened is Norwood would have had to go first time back to Wes, probably. It's, he was... Ma- it's McAtee. Who, McAtee, is right. I, I've seen people say he doesn't react quick enough. Uh, it's a hospital ball, whichever way. Yeah. He might not react quick enough, but for me, it's solely Egan's fault. Um, I think it's the sort of mistake you make when you're coasting and you, and you get sloppy. We're two and a lot. You thought it was at that point, how many are we going to get? You know, mm. is it going to be three, four, five, whatever? And I think, obviously, in Egan's edit, it just be- almost became too easy. And it was just it was just pure sloppy play, not nothing. And luckily, it didn't cost us overall. But I was the same as you. I was so frustrated because it was so comfortable. I was really enjoying the way we were playing. And I'm thinking, get Kadra on, so, you know, mm. uh, on and, you know, we've all sort of seen some, uh, some play, maybe even Doyle, because we're that comfortable. And I was expecting 3 or 4-0. And then straight away, you're 2-1. And we had about five minutes after that where we, I won't say we went to pieces, but we were... So quite evidently panicking. Yeah. So they, uh, what was this like? A minute before, they made a triple substitution. Yeah. They took off Sims. Yeah. And I, I don't have any in-depth knowledge of Sunderland squad and what Alex Neal is likely to do. But I did take that as a bit of a, bit of a waving of the white flag of like, mm, let's let's just go damage uh, yeah. control. A little I said bit exactly here. the same when they made the subs. I said they, they, these have given up. They're just saving the place for the weekend, which is understandably two and all down away from home ten men. We were annihilating him there for that, that first nine minutes of the half. We were just, I mean, the, the the second goal that we scored. I mean, we probably could have scored that exact goal like another three or four times yeah. in those ensuing minutes. And then yeah, yeah they, we just gifted them a goal. Basically, it's a great finish by Gucci. I think, I think Fodringham probably makes a mistake coming out. It's not yeah. like it's not a glaring error, but I think I think he's, he's in the wrong place, which is understandable because we've got the ball in a completely safe situation so he's having to make a split second I, i've got sympathy for him because it happens so quick we're yeah. in possession he's probably sort of relaxed you know focusing on getting his positioning right and you know and then all of a sudden they're, they're clean through <laughs> yeah i don't so think it's, it's i don't think it's an error by him he probably just makes the chance slightly easier there's a yeah i think he makes the wrong choice but it's a split second yeah yeah there's a there's a bit of a tangent but um is a really good. I think he's a football coach, certainly a sorry, a goalkeeper coach, and he's certainly a goalkeeper and a, uh, analyst on Twitter. I've, I've sent you a few things before. I think it's John Harrison. He'd, okay, yeah, yeah. He used yeah. to do loads yeah. of like, uh, well, he still does them now, but detailed breakdowns of Ramsdale and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. this is while he was with us, and obviously while he's at Arsenal as well. Mm-hmm. And his and his positioning for one on ones was like something he always highlighted that Ramsdale would always come out into this. Like it would always come slightly too far out for one-on-ones, um, yeah. and it would like make the chance much easier for the strikers. Basically, yeah. And, 
yeah, that was just what it reminded me of. So just a bit of a tangent. But anyway, you follow, yeah. yeah, check it out. I think it's John Harrison on Twitter. It's, it's pretty interesting stuff. Um, so yeah, I was I was quietly furious that we'd just given them <laughs> a goal out of nothing, even though it was a very nice finish by Linda Gooch, to be fair to him. Yeah. Um, Luke 09, as you touched on earlier, uh, I didn't clock this at the time. He gets booked for this tackle, um, which is about on the halfway line, I think. So I obviously don't have the best view of it, but... I'd be amazed if we see a worse tackle than this uh, in a United game this season. This is a, just a shock. This is what it? frustrated me a lot with some of the Sunderland fans after the game and on the, on the view from and so, some other stuff I saw on Twitter where they were saying the referee were appalling and the referee is the main reason why he didn't finish that game with nine men because he completely, I don't know if he bottled it because he's already sent someone off or, you know, if he, if he didn't realise how bad it was, I'm not sure. But that, that was... A horrible challenge and he stuff like that and you, you do start and I'm not one of these sort of you know I don't want to be like sort of get petty or whatever about it and say anything bad against the player but you should get banned for that even even if you get away with it on the on the actual match yeah I mean you know the the, the sort of phrase like oh that was a that was a leg breaker that was a, a career ender gets banded about if that a lot, in the but... Premier League he's straight off and he's yeah. getting a three four match ban and he's going to be shown on TV for that awful challenge yep uh, and hopefully McAtee's all right I don't think there's been anything saying he wasn't but he did he did get substituted off immediately after that, that was yeah. la- that was his yeah. last action getting uh, getting yeah. you know 09's stud scraped down the side of his knee basically and his standing leg as well so hopefully no damage there because mm. yeah that was uh, that was a bad one um, so yeah fortunately um, Sunderland don't ever threaten our goal again apart from a couple of set pieces which Wes just sort of caught basically and they had one like, uh, did they hit the bar or something where the guy was offside or a foul had already been given? From yeah, a- yeah, yeah, yeah. So never really in danger. Whereas their goalkeeper, mm-hmm. my God, what a game he had. Yeah. Um, Patterson, isn't it? Yeah. Phenomenal saves. I mean, the Norwood long-range shot. Uh, Egan had that header late on from a corner as well. Egan finally got a header on target. Yeah, yeah. I thought that were it, yeah. I thought he saved from McBurney. who was another player who had a... a Good solid appearance. That were a brilliant save. That because mm. he's not even in the right. He doesn't seem to be positioned right, and he gets down so quickly. It's a fantastic save. Yeah, uh, God, there's there's like three things there that don't happen very often. Norwood with a good long range shot, <laughs> Egan with a header on target, and McBurney yeah. having a good shot himself. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, none of them ended up in goals, but uh, all three of them would have done but for a good save. We also hit the post with uh, Sander just being like, yeah. right, screw this, I'm just going to dribble through everyone. And it made a massive difference, I think, even when Fleck came on to go next to Norwood. And there were a few moans and groans about Fleck coming on, I think, oh, God, you've got all these people. But I think it really works in, in, this, in terms of free, freeing Berger up to go forward yeah. and do what he does. Yeah, we took control. Like you said, there was maybe a five-minute sort of slightly edgy spell after yeah. they got their goal but then we did just take control again and uh even yeah. in injury time it was us it was you know we like as you said i think we we're in injury time when McBurney had that shot saved and he even had the header in fact mm, they were, i think you're right yeah and they had a lot of they were hacking us down you know they come they could not cope with cadra whatsoever perfect segue just about to yes. bring him up yeah that <laughs> was uh that was an exciting cameo by Rita Kadra. That was everything I wanted to see of yeah. uh, of somebody. Well, when did he come on? Like sixty six minutes, I think. Uh, let's have a look. Yeah, sixty six exactly. So he, he plays. He plays about half an hour because there's obviously seven minutes injury time. 
I think if he'd played an hour, he would have got their entire team books, wouldn't he? I mean, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, I think it was in Good Nick, actually, who tweeted something like, they tried to murder him several times because <laughs> they couldn't cope with him. <laughs> oh, he, uh, I, know, I know he's only... Well, actually, no, we do have the option to, to purchase him at the end of the season. Yeah, right, yeah, if yeah. We, if we get promoted, but... Um... Yeah, that that was a half an hour cameo to make me think he could be very popular here because I think he already is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. Um, yeah, just every his touch, his first touch, absolutely phenomenal. You know, I think he killed like a a, a long pass from Fodringham just out the sky, and then yeah, Sunderland just they, they couldn't tackle him, could he? He was just running at them, running past them, super lively. I wonder, I, I know they'll now be calls to start him in the next game, but I almost wonder if this is like the perfect role for him, at least, I guess, for now. If I, I don't just, know, I'd play him on Saturday. I think he deserves a start. Like I, I would play him. I think I'd, I'd either rest and die, because obviously we know about his fitness issues. I don't want to, mm. I know his fitness needs to improve, but I, don't, I also don't want to run him in the ground. Or I play him out front with uh, Kadra and uh, Berger behind. Yeah, uh, just on and jive, but probably is poorest game of the season I thought he mm. he only touched it 20 times in the 74 minutes he was on uh, Kadra had 18 touches in the time he was but on but so. you know he's, I'm okay with it and Kadra's going to have get, everyone's like raving about Kadra all these players who, who were there to create something like Endai like McAtee like Kadra mm. like Berger they're all going to have games because Gibbs White did last season where it just doesn't happen, you think, well, he didn't do anything today, you know. Mm. <laughs> and you, and the, the the beauty is that if it's not happening for them, 60 minutes, well, look at these guys. But I do think we should play it personally at the moment of if you've played better than the person in your position, you should start the next game. So this is why I picked Kadra, because I think he deserves a start. And if it, if it don't work out, well, oh no, we're going to bring in Dion. <laughs> Am I getting overexcited or is this actually a very good team? I think this big, I think, it, yeah, it is <laughs> for a championship <laughs> team. I, I do think still. I, I do wonder if we're we're going to get a fifteen goal a season striker. I think that's still a bit of a worry. It, we'd create a lot of chances without taking them so far. Very early days, and that midfield as well. Still, Norwood and Fleck. I think we saw in that first half an hour. I know Fleck didn't play, but some of them were very high intensity, and we did struggle with it. Mm. Yeah, that was fair. It just feels like, but you know, we can. Sorry, you know, we can grind teams down if you know what I mean. Well, it just feels like we have a bit more star power this season. Mm. You know, like we, you know, you can you can get by with some average performers if you've got Armad Odzic and Berger and, and yeah. Jai and Kadra and yeah, throw a couple others into the mix yeah. as well. I, and yeah, as you said, as you mentioned, the, the cameo from McBurney were very encouraging. I don't want to get carried away based on what we've seen before, but that's. That was a really encouraging performance from uh, from McBurney. It was two two decent shots. The second one was a really good shot and a, a brilliant save. And mm. after, I thought the best thing he did was that yellow card. To be honest, you know, I, yeah. I, I think he's uh, shown himself to be fairly uh, brainless, for want of a better word, um, <laughs> many times. But that was that was I mean, a really smart decision. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to take a yellow card. I'm going to cynically foul the goalkeeper and stop him. You know, whacking this downfield yeah. for a counter attack. And so. you know what? I this is not my pick, but I think he might start on Saturday. Mm, I'd be surprised, but I'd, you never know. Mark my words, now we'll see. But um, I've just got a feeling. I've just got a feeling on Saturday. I, I think they really want to get the best out of him, and I get the feeling. And I could be wrong, but I think 
they Eckenbottom and McCall seem to think that they, they've got more chance of getting something out of McBurney than Brewster. That's just a feeling I get. Interesting. I think the majority of us are so desperate for him to score, aren't we? I mean, at the end of the day, he's our, he's our asset. There's no reason why we would want him to you know, depreciate in value Nobody's anymore. slagging him off for... I mean, he has done some stupid things, but no one's slagging him off for any other reason than he, that he's not delivered. And I'm sure he knows that. He's in, mm. We talked before the game, me and you, about his interview uh, before the pre-match. And he spoke, he was really, really honest. He's like, yeah, I've not been anywhere near good enough. And he knows. And I don't think he can have any complaints, really, with the backing he's got from the crowd. I know they booed him on against Barnsley, but other than that, every time he comes on, the chant starts. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. So, um yeah, hope, hope, well, if he does start, I hope he plays yeah, like he did for 20 minutes there for the whole game, to be honest. Because, um, yeah, that was... You, you can't really ask much more out of someone coming on for 20 minutes or 15 minutes um, yeah. and uh, without him actually scoring, I suppose. Yeah. We should say, actually, because obviously we had a, a fairly long debate about... Um, it wasn't really a debate because we both agreed with each other, but um, about Heckingbottom's subs in yes. the Middlesbrough game. Uh, well, this was a pretty emphatic answer. I thought. I, I, I thought this was a, a flawless use of uh, our squad, if yeah. you like, in this game. Yeah, um, I agree. I completely agree. And I even think, as I said, I don't think Fleck were fantastic or anything, but I think bringing him on really made us more attacking it because we could get Berger on the ball. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, only thing you probably got wrong in inverted commas is uh, Berger starting too deep. And as I said, we. Address that really quickly, and um, even before the sending off, Berger will push forward a bit more. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I think about twenty minutes. I suddenly noticed it was uh, it was much further forward. But yeah, Kadra is this like impact substitute. Uh, you know, McBurney came on with yeah a pretty specific role, did a did a final job, and Fleck, as you say. Um, I think the only other thing I wanted to say was, are we just going to have like seven minutes injury time? It's just going to be the norm now, right? Like with all the subs. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, uh, yeah, uh, if you've got a bus to catch at 5pm on a Saturday after a game, then forget it. <laughs> got some bad news, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to I'm gonna bring up a, gripe, a minor gripe of mine from last season, but I think it's more relevant than ever now. Show the subs on the blooming screen, please. Uh, I, I don't know enough about Sunderland's squad to know who's gone off and who's come on. And yeah. I can't hear from the cop. Yeah. Oh, the PA is terrible. Warnock were on the pitch. Like, <laughs> word he was saying. Uh, other than when I were here, eight thousand fans, and I got it up to twenty-seven thousand. <laughs> uh, I also think uh, while we're on that, if we're going to have a, what grind my grinds my gears about <laughs> Sheffield United, put the half-time scores on the screen as well. Uh, yeah, I don't know. if they, I feel like they used to do that. Maybe they do it while we're in the toilet or something. But... I don't think they do. I think Sinclair reads them out, and I can't hear him. So yeah. Sort it out, and uh, also if we're having five subs, then can we can we streamline? The, the, this isn't United. This is football. Streamline the process of making the replacements. Like, why does each player have to wait for the other player to come off? Why can't all three players come on at the same time? Like, enter the pitch at the same time, and the three players who are going off go off at the same time, rather yeah. than be like, this guy's coming off. All right, he's going to trudge off. No, it's this guy who's going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. understand that. But anyway, there you go. That's what grinds my gears this week. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> well, Warnock at half-time. He was going on about being there in short trousers. I, I, did, I distinctly heard him say the phrase short trousers at least two times. I, like I said, couldn't, times. couldn't really hear much of it. I, I'm sure he said something. They were waving to the Sunderland fans, weren't they? He said, I always wish I'd manage you guys and all this. I heard him, yeah, saying... He, he got his little, his little jab in about, you know... 
the fans who didn't like him here and yeah, yeah. And stuff. It was just a classic Warnock. It, it was five minutes of just hits. classic Warnock. <laughs> it's just warming up for his City Hall show, isn't it? Yeah, but I, mean, I still I... give him a clap though. You got to, aren't you? Oh, I did. I think. I mean, I like. I've said. I think I said it on here. I like him more now that he's not our manager than I did when he was our manager. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Um, but yeah, it's a you know just come back to what I, this this sort of tangent I've embarked down here. Seven minutes injury time is going to be the norm. So, um, yeah, I think just like everyone just to settle down when it's seven minutes. Like it's not a cause for panic. Like Seven minutes? It's going, to be, like... it's going to be normal that there's six or seven yeah. minutes. I mean, there wasn't even like any particular injuries or incidents in that second half last night. No, it was McAtee two down for a bit, and... obviously, after that horrific yeah. But yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's going to be seven minutes. And I, I was really glad last night that we didn't resort to taking it to the corners, which I thought we were going to do as well. We had a few, mm. couple of corners at the end. Obviously, the, the Egan chance came off one of them. Um, and I think we felt that. I, I think even the team felt that much in control that they thought we'd probably get another one here, and we were really unlucky not to. Yeah, indeed. Uh, a, a good solid performance, I thought. Um, as you say, we probably should have, you know, buried them. To be honest, at ten men, uh, and it's I think always... we are still getting better and better. This team's yeah. not developed yet. We don't know our best start in eleven, and that's the exciting thing. That you remember, like the wilder season when we got promoted uh, from the championship. I don't think up until maybe Christmas we were anywhere near our swaggering best. Mm. And it can go the other way. You can fall off a cliff. But I don't see how with the quality of players that we've got. I don't see... I don't. I, I can only see us getting better with the amount of new attacking talent that we've brought in. But maybe I'm getting carried away. <laughs> the thing that like really encourages me is we have we have points on the board already. Like I, I agree. I don't think we've been th- that... We said this after the Middlesbrough game, didn't we? Like... I don't feel like we've been that good yet, and yet mm. we had, uh, yeah, we had four points at that stage from three games and yeah. three pretty difficult games, and then yeah, Sunderland—that's the first game that they've lost all season, and suddenly we're up to fourth in the table for what it Well, matters. this is the thing—I I was thinking if they, if they had have equalised yesterday, I'd have come out going, "You idiots! You're in control." <laughs> but I also do think the first ten games of the season, as much as you want to win and get the points, I do think you can look for a encouraging performances and signs and uh, and I, I would have still come out pretty encouraged from that even if we'd have drawn 2-2 it would have been a terrible result given what had, what had happened but I, I think there were enough there for me to be excited about yeah exactly and and the important thing is we didn't draw 2-2 we won the yeah. game we've got yeah. 7 points now there's only uh, 3 teams that have more points than us after 4 games and we'll go above one of them on Saturday if we beat them so. absolutely we'll get onto that very shortly indeed and the 3 teams that we've played uh, excuse me the 4 teams that we've played uh, Watford beat us they haven't lost yet Millwall have only lost 1 game and that was to us mm. Sunderland only lost 1 game that was to us uh, who is the other team we can play? Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough. Uh, bit of an out. They, they stand out, I guess. They've um, they've not scored more goals than any other team in the league. Middlesbrough and conceded more goals than any other team in the league. Yeah, so that's the Wilder effect. But um, mm. yeah, they've only lost one as well, incidentally. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, th- I think it, it, it backs up that we've had quite a hard start. You know, we're, we're fourth and we've played the teams in third and fifth, and then Sunderland now down in eleventh. But obviously they were. Sort of seventh or eighth before that game kicked off. Um, yeah, I don't know if that actually means anything, but I guess my, my overall thing is I quite like a start to the season where we're piling some points together already, yeah. rather than yeah. you know, rather than starting the season being sort of seven or eight games in and going flipping out. We're already six points off the playoffs. Yeah, like, like this is going to take some clawing back now. Yeah. Whereas, uh, yeah, we, we've um, 
in terms of points totals, we're certainly hitting our stride early, which is great. Um, Blackburn, I told you they were going to lose. Yeah, I, I was going to bring this up before the game. You said you're better the day ready to beat Blackburn, and I was like, what? Why? They lost to Rotherham four 0 last week. Cuts to half time, two and all up. Ben's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I wasn't buying. This is proper like trusty early season data thing on Blackburn. Yeah, still got the lowest xG in the league. They have the fewest shots per game uh, in the entire league as well. They have Brereton Diaz, who is a very above average finisher and mm-hmm. um, is obviously someone to be concerned about on Saturday. But if he's there, if he's there, is that is that? I mean, I've seen a few people say that. Is that? Uh, uh, I think someone said that it's he's only got, two days, isn't it? He's got closer uh, to a move to need uh, to need. I suppose that. I, I suppose if they, he might not want to play and get injured. True. Or I don't know. I, I'm, I'm completely. We all, we often hear, don't we? You know, I remember when when the AC Milan bid came in for Burger earlier in the week. I saw someone put, "Well, that's him not playing on Tuesday or Wednesday, <laughs> should I say?" And you do hear these things. I don't know how true it is. I don't, uh, you know. But they have definitely it's on BBC. They have uh, the, what they've actually said is uh, Nice make a bid of around eight point four million pounds. <laughs> Wow, I yeah. think they might need to go slightly higher on that one. Yeah, um, he said he's, well, this would play some Tuesday evening and he's likely to be rejected by Rovers, um, but the club are likely to speak to Berrett and Diaz today. Um, he's young, right? He's 23 years old, yeah. They're going to need to do pay. Yeah, 23-year-old. Ch- I'm Chile internationally in a... <laughs> I'm yeah. putting that in commas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I wasn't buying the hype on them, and uh, I think we'll beat them on Saturday, to be honest. But uh, if we don't, it'll probably be because he played and is a good finisher. But mm. yeah, they've been statistically the worst attacking team in the league so far. Yeah. Um, defensively, pretty good. They're um, they're like towards the bottom end for XG again. So they've been pretty solid defensively. But huge players: Lenehan, obviously Rothwell, and Kadra. Kadra are the three is the lesser loss in in terms of mm. how many he played for him last season, but. Lennon's one of the best championship defenders, I think it's fair to say. Certainly top 10 or whatever. And Rothwell, obviously, Premier League player now. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, there's another reason to start Kadra on Saturday, actually. Mm. Just for the, uh, the, the Let him take a pep. <laughs> In front of their fans. <laughs> <laughs> this, I actually wrote down... I've got one other Blackburn stat written down here, which I wasn't... Uh, I thought it was quite boring, so I wasn't going to read it out. But seeing as you mentioned McBurney might start, I should say that um, Blackburn have the second lowest uh, aerial... Duels won in the league oh, so far. He's so. a striker, he's on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the big man to make yeah. um, oh, it. Um, someone said this, I think it was Deadbats Report, said he saw uh, Sharp on crutches yesterday. All right. Well, he's still not had his scan, has he, as far no. as uh, Heckingbottom is um, telling us. Uh, Good to see Basham back on the bench last night. Yeah, because when he kept saying he's fit, he's fit, I thought this is another wrecking bottom line. He's going to be out for like years. Like the last nose time. just getting bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then obviously see him on the bench. I'd have started him yesterday. What do I know? Yeah, I thought that was what we were going to do. I thought we'd put Ahmed Odzic on the left and uh, Basham on the right. But um, no, Norton Davis has done all right, to be honest, last couple of games. like He's obviously filling in. I, I don't think he's... I don't think he's like you know nailed the shirt down or anything like no. that in that position, but um, yeah, he's doing a, a more than adequate job. I think he's done a lot better than I thought he would do. He's really aggressive and intense, and I like that. But sometimes he's a bit stupid with it as well. I think he he sort of dives in a lot. But again, young defender playing in a in a you know an unusual position, so I think he's done well. Well, with Armand Odzic on the right and uh, Norton Davis on the left, the this could be the return of the overlapping centre backs, mate. I think we're. 
Yeah. It, it could be like Pete without, Wilder Ball. Without an unbelievable attacking talent, a burger and Kadra and yeah, Brewster Ooh. and Mendai. So get me all excited well, again. Pre- watch out, Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm I'm pretty confident about Saturday. To be honest, I, I, I'm not. I wasn't buying Blackburn with those first three games, and uh, I buy them even less now. So I think it's been the same. I listened to a couple of podcasts. You're not the top twenty, and they were all saying the same as you. Of mm, no, <laughs> not really quite sure about these guys, but yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and the prize is potentially topping the championship mm. uh, come five o'clock on uh, yes on Saturday, which is quite tasty. Yeah, you've got to say tough game away at Preston. Watford at Preston. Yeah, so that's two unbeaten teams. Uh, Hull currently second. Uh, I don't. I think they've got a home game against somebody pretty average. Um, I told. By the way, I told you the start, didn't I? Uh, Millwall are at Norwich as well on Friday. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll probably watch that actually. Um, yeah, I told, told you the stat on Preston of uh, they've had forty-one shots this season and scored one goal. <laughs> Unbelievable! Yeah, only one goal scored in their four well, games. Got West, uh, West Brom away. Oh wow! Oh, here we go. The Steve we, Bruce oh, Darby, one of the many Steve Bruce Darbys in this league. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to Saturday. I think that was when I was leaving the pub last night um, on the way to the ground. I was like, oh, I really enjoyed the pre-match stuff, and then I was like, and we do it again in two days. Yeah, That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Back, back at Bramwell Lane. Um, anything else to say about Blackburn, or are you uh, you have a similar mind? You feeling fairly confident? Yeah, I'm pretty confident. I've got a few views from it. I'll, I'll post it tomorrow morning, and I think the majority of them are thinking that they could do. Will be too strong for him, um, which is not always a, a sign that that's going to happen, obviously. But I think they've been quite realistic about it as well. One of them says something on the lines of, "They they watched our game yesterday. Who is uh, uh, an L basically? Who is this guy? Where does he play? He <laughs> just seems to be popping up all over." But obviously, they were linked with him as well. So, oh yeah, that's right. So another bit of a bit of a story going on there. But yeah, I, I'm I am pretty confident and. Um, I, like I say, as long as we get an encouraging performance, even if we drop points, I'm not going to be. That, I'm not that disappointed when it comes to the first ten games of the season because I do think it's about getting your system right and getting everyone on the same page rather than just big grinding out results in the way that Blackburn have done, for instance. Yeah, we've uh, we've got a good record against Blackburn. Seeing as I, I'm going to say this because most of the teams we've played, we have an abysmal record against at <laughs> the start of the season. Uh, we've won four of our last five home league games against them. The other one was a draw. Mm. We've kept a clean sheet in the last four. Oh. And uh, you like this one. Blackburn are winless in their last nine away league games in Yorkshire. Wow. And uh, their last one was a 5-0 win at Sheffield Wednesday in January oh, that's 2020. The ice is on the cake. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I've got a, a really strong memory of our promotion season. We're beating mm. 3-0. I think that were a really pivotal match. Um, we just caught the back of that Derby game 3-1 yep. and then we've gone down to 10 men Blackburn putting pressure on Anderson pulled a decent save off and then suddenly they had a man sent off and next thing you know 2-0 Billy Sharp double I really, I really enjoyed that game and it was around that, era, that, that that time the Derby and the Blackburn over the Christmas period I thought hang on we've got a bit of a chance here mm. well the last time we played them was uh, pretty dramatic as well wasn't it last season Ben Davies uh, down to 10 men of course again after, yeah um... of course yeah uh, Gibbs White gets sent off. I imagine that. Uh, no, Charlie Good. Oh, <laughs> Charlie Good gets sent off, and uh, yeah, Fodringham saves Reader Cadra's penalty. 
Uh, made a couple more good saves as well. And then uh, Ben Davies sparked wild celebrations. One of my worst ever away days as well, Blackburn last season. Where, oh, we don't uh, need to talk about that. We're, yeah. we're at home this weekend. Well, we're just you know, we are, again, I'm just going to use it as a look how far we've come because That's I'll be true. surprised if we play that badly against that could have been like 6-1. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, let's try and get through this one uh, without having a man sent off because that's obviously happened in the last two home yeah. games against Blackburn. Um, f- my final thing for this week, happy birthday, Phil Jagielka. Turns 40 yesterday, celebrates by scoring an own goal. Unbelievable. I think, <laughs> as I, I mentioned the uh, four, uh, four Blades guys because they put him in their uh, tournament, you know, that tournament thing they do, where they put in like a Sheffield United World Cup squad together. Yeah. Um, and they picked him not knowing... Seemingly not knowing anyway, because it was straight after the game they recorded that he'd scored a known goal that particular night as they put him in. But, you know, mixed fortunes for him. <laughs> yeah, and Ian Wright's grandson with the... Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw that, Fantastic. yeah. So I, I don't think... I'm pretty sure Ian Wright, like, retired just before Jags made his debut. Like, oh. I don't know if it was, like, a... I don't know if it was the season before or, like... Well, maybe. Gascoigne played against Jagielka. I always remember that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so he's... That would have been quite funny if um, he played against grandson, son, and father in his yeah. career of the same family. That would have been really impressive. But yeah, he's 40 years old. He's still going strong. He's one of my all-time favourites. And uh, yeah, I hope he had a good birthday. Anyway, at least his team managed to salvage a draw for him mm-hmm. at the death. So it wasn't a disaster. Um, oh, I feel like there's one more thing I wanted to mention, but I think that's probably it. Um, that, I really like the Four Blades, um, like international tournament I'm really looking forward to obviously they're picking pretty obvious ones at the moment which is you know but I'm really I want to get them arguing about you know who's going to get the final the final final midfielder on the plane and stuff like that but everything they picked so far has been pretty uh, I think everyone else would be nodding along with yeah, it's uh, it's it's a good good twist on the like you know the twenty greatest players yeah, in our history yeah. kind of thing. So um, yeah, enjoying it. Uh, I also am looking forward to listening to that. Just to I assume that Dan has some thoughts on uh, Musa joining uh, a Bundesliga club. It doesn't really come up actually because they were Damn. straight after the game and they were the the. Yeah, I'll let you listen to it. I'm not spoiling yeah, for enough. anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to some comments from him, but no mind. Um, right, well, that's it, mate. We're, we're going to keep this fairly uh, fairly short, because I say, another game in a couple of days. Mm. Really enjoyed uh, last night, obviously, the whole experience, and I thought, again, it was a pretty entertaining game all round. Should have scored more goals. Hopefully, on Saturday, we will uh, you know, put, put those... Come up against a slightly worse goalkeeper, maybe it'll just take our chances slightly better. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited with how this team started the season and looking forward to uh, to watching them again, which isn't isn't something I always get to say with no, United. So, um... This time last season, for instance, I think we just lost Huddersfield at home two one. Mm. So yeah, yeah, seven points from four games feels a lot better than mm. where we were last season. Um, which I think we started lost, draw, lost, lost, right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, yeah, we got a point against Swansea away in an absolutely appalling match. <laughs> it was. So this is this is much much more fun this season so far. Uh, plug the view from and anything else you've uh, you've you've got, mate? Yeah, some of the view from. To be honest, on the on the whole, they were fair. Just a, a few, you know, comments. One of my favourites is, uh, I wouldn't swap any of our players for theirs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, a, and another classic was... Uh, even with 10 men that didn't break us down, we scored both goals. Like, we scored immediately after you had a man sent off. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, it is a good... There were a lot of praise as well that you know people say that we're going to be up there. So, 
That's what I like to see. Well, that is uh, Roy's view from dot com. Did you ever? Uh, I'm not sure if you ever plugged the the end of um, Living with Maidley. The, oh yeah, we did. Uh, see, I don't know if I did. Season series finales. I really enjoyed doing this one. I think I might have mentioned this actually. I think I might have mentioned. Give it another plug. It's the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, the end of the season. We're, we're coming back with a couple of bonus episodes. We're going to record this weekend, but um, with other things got in the way and we didn't bother. We're going we're to be coming back with a bonus episode of WWF slash WWE. Mm, um, which is something that neither of us are experts on, so that should be a good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Yeah. What what better two people to talk about WWE <laughs> than people who don't? So we're really going to try and it. fit like what fifty years of WWF into <laughs> an hour podcast. <laughs> you must you must like be watching so much YouTube at the moment, or maybe just doing. I do anyway. This is why the old, yeah. this is why the the podcast started because my lonely night spent just sort of going through recommended YouTube videos. Um, but you know, in, in the words of Keith off the office, not for me. I like it. So, <laughs> <laughs> nice one. All right, mate. Well, that's living with Maidley. If anyone's not checked that out yet, it's a fantastic podcast with yourself and Liam. And uh, yeah, this is this has been Blades Pod. We'll uh, we'll sign off there. We'll be back after uh, after that Blackburn game. Obviously, I will see you beforehand yeah. for uh, a few drinks, no doubt. And uh, yeah, thanks as always for your time, mate. Appreciate it. Thank you, mate. Cheers.